The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to kickoff is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, the flagship home for fighting Illini football. Picked off by Daley Harding. He's running Go. the other way. 25, 20, 10, there it five, is. Touchdown. Today, it's a postseason game for the first time since 2014. The Illini are in the Red Box Bowl in Santa Clara, California to face the Cal Golden Bears. Lob, touchdown! He's got it! Daniel Parker! With five seconds left! <laughs> now, from our game day studios in downtown Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. The Illini have been waiting for the better part of a month for this day. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty, live in our game day studios in Champaign. The Illini at 6-6, six and six, coming off a regular season with some of the most memorable wins in program history. They clinched bowl eligibility with their biggest come-from-behind victory in school history by beating Michigan State earlier in November, but they did drop their last two games to finish at 6-6. Six and six. The Cal Golden Bears are 7-5, and five, winners of three of their last four. A team remarkably similar to the Illini statistically out of the Pac-12. They're 7-5 and five and not far from their home stadium in Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California, the regular home of the San Francisco 49ers. We start with the opening drive brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. And out at Levi's Stadium, it's sideline reporter Michael Martin who is ready for the action coming up at 3 o'clock. Michael, good to hear from you and, well, welcome into Bowl Game Day. Oh, man, it's an exciting day here in Santa Clara. It's beautiful out here, nice and sunny, 55 degrees, only seven miles per hour, a seven-mile-per-hour wind uh, west-northwest. Oh, man, it's a beautiful day for some uh, football. And you've been out there for a few days. What's been the vibe around the team and uh, the fan base? I know there's a big alumni base out there, too. Oh, they're just hungry for this game. They really want to come out, show out well. Uh, the Northwestern game left a bad taste in everybody's mouths, and they're ready to uh, put an exclamation point on this uh, 2019 season. You were in the uh, last bowl game for the Illini back in, in 2014, and this would that was not a win. This would be the first bowl win for Illinois since 2011, the ninth in a program history. Uh, players have any trouble getting up for what some look at as exhibition type of play when it comes to bowl season? Well, the way that uh, a lot of players will look at it is that this is a pure away game. This isn't a bowl game. It is a, it is technically a neutral site, but Cal Berkeley is uh, only f- less than three hours away from here. So they're, uh, they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder, ready to go to uh, attack this team and really go out 
and send the uh, seniors out with a victory. It is a good news for the Illini on one injury front. Brandon Peters available to play, ready to go. He spoke to the media, and uh, the Illini have had m- most all of their success with him behind center. Oh, 100%. I mean, this team does significantly better with Brandon P- Peters at the helm. Uh, in games that Brandon Peters has started from the very beginning and finished all the way to the end of the game, he's 6-2 and two as, a, as a starter. When he's off the field, uh, we're 0-4. Uh, there's a similar um, similar dynamic with Cal's quarterback because uh, he's 6-0 and in games he's started uh, start to finish. So uh, having Brandon back is uh, a significant key to victory today. We'll talk to you a little bit later on, Michael, for keys to the game. Appreciate it very much. And that's our opening drive brought to you by Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events. This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialists. Next up, the Coach's Corner. First word on the way as well. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois and Cal today, game number 13 of the year, the Red Box Bowl. We hear now what the coaches on both sides are saying with our coaches' corner, brought to you by Clark Lindsay, Kramer Siding and Window, and Hickory Point Bank. Cal head coach David Wilcox has spent the last several weeks getting to know the Illini on film, and he admires Lovey Smith. And they're just, they play good football. I mean, they're technically sound. They got some dang good players and they play really hard. We all like schemes as coaches and you're always trying to find an advantage with schemes. But I mean, there's a lot of good coaches out there and ultimately it's how the players play. And uh, they do a good job of developing those guys and teaching them what to do and playing with good fundamentals and playing with great effort. So. Wilcox says Cal is very aware of what Illinois can do by taking the ball away but it's not really changing their approach. I think there's also a fine line, and we've talked about this before, where you know, if you're on offense, you don't go into a game trying not to turn the ball over. You go into the game playing with great ball security. It's like telling a free throw shooter, don't miss the free throw. You know, So we want to play with really good habits. We know they're good at it. Uh, and defensively, we want to do the same. We have an opportunity to take a shot on the ball, strip it, tip it, uh, intercept it. we got to take advantage of those because uh, possessions will be a premium in this game. On the Illini side, Lovey Smith has plenty of respect for Cal's program. Smith says there's plenty of motivation, too, to win Game 13 today. On where we are right now, our program has, has made so many strides this year. You know, I've talked a lot about the new facility, and the next thing was to put a better product on the football field. We have a better product that we put on the, on the football field. I've also made a statement that our best team, I think, has been, has been leading up to next year. So what a bold victory would do was would just give us momentum going into the next year as much as anything. And uh, we didn't finish the season up the way we wanted. So to have a good taste in our mouth would be pretty important for us. This would be Illinois' ninth ever bowl victory. In a moment, we'll do the first word with Brian Barnhart and Scott Ritchie from Santa Clara. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. For the first time since 2014, postseason football for Illinois. They're in the Red Box Bowl. 
against the Cal Golden Bears in the same general area as they were for their last bowl game when they were out in San Francisco back in 2014. They're just down the road at Santa Clara. Brian Barnhart will call the game. He's in the booth. Scott Ritchie, beat writer for the News Gazette, has joined him as well. Uh, good afternoon, guys, or good morning to you out there. And uh, sounds like Michael just said it's a, it's a nice setting out there, good good view and beautiful facility. And this is a game that, I guess other than game one of a season, this has the most buildup of any game. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day. Michael was right about that. And certainly the drive, I think it uh, took a while to get down there. Even with an escort, it's a pretty good drive. And then you drive through some residential area. And a little bit of, uh, you know, some shops, the strip malls and things. And suddenly there's Levi Stadium. And uh, it's in a very nice setting. It's a beautiful facility, been used for some high-level games. And uh, it's interesting because we are in Santa Clara this time. Uh, last time, of course, we played the game at the Giants Stadium. I think it was AT&T Park at the time back in 2011. Now it's Oracle Park. But all of the activities, the pep rally, the team stayed at the exact same hotel they did eight years ago. Uh, the different uh, difference today is they're playing in a different stadium. Well, the questions, I guess, around this game, are only ones remain is who is going to play. We know Brandon Peters is available, but uh, Scott Ritchie, I'll start with you. If uh, you've picked up any word on anybody else, I know Lovey Smith is usually pretty tight-lipped about that. Yeah, well, that was certainly a question he was asked uh, during, I suppose you call it the official Red Bucks Bowl press conference on Friday, and uh, per usual, he... Uh, had very little to say about that, but um, just watching Illinois warm up right now, uh, Josh Amater Bebe is in his jersey and sweatpants and is not going through warm up, so it doesn't look like he is going to play. Uh, same you know, for Jake Hansen, uh, who's currently sitting on the sidelines right now, um, and he hasn't played in several games with an injury, and it uh, doesn't appear that he will be back. Uh, for this game against California either. Well, those are some big blows, I would think, uh, you know, especially the receiving side. It's a question of who Brandon Peters has to throw to. Yeah, I think uh, freshman Casey Washington is going to have to you know, step into an even bigger role. Uh, Caleb Reams will, uh, I don't know, he might get the start. I mean, he's, he started a few games, and then uh, I, the well, depth is an issue. Donnie Navarro, but the depth there is an issue. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And uh, Justice Williams has lined up some at receiver, too. So you might see that today. Yeah, and he was a receiver last year and has played more tight end this year. Um, And then, I mean, look at some other freshmen. You know, Kyron Cumbie has played four games, so I don't know if they would want to, you know, burn his redshirt on uh, on a bowl game. So it could be uh, maybe some running backs lined up outside a little more. Uh, You know, play Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown together Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, flex one out. Uh, so Rod Smith might have to get a little creative offensively. Uh, Brian, you know, too, that sometimes in bowl games, no matter the injury situation, coaches like to throw in some wrinkles, new looks, new packages, even trick plays here and there because they've had time to work on it. Well, that, yeah, and you do some self-scouting. And, uh, and Martin and I were talking about this earlier uh, today or yesterday, I guess, in his our little meeting, and he was talking about how teams will – you know, okay, this didn't work really well a good percentage of the time, so now let's add this wrinkle to that. Instead of going left, let's go right. Instead of, you know, breaking off the pass pattern, let's extend it. I mean, or you might, you know, fake something one way that people will see that Cal will have seen on tape and you do something totally different. Yeah, you've got time to do that. And uh, I know talking to Rod the other day on the air about, you know, every offensive coordinator, you know, kind of tinkers with things. 
in these weeks between the end of the season and the bowl game because uh, it seems like in every bowl game there's some kind of trick play that they've been working on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised then you know, to see you know, Trenard Davis, who yep. is a wide receiver, but uh, it's been a backup quarterback emergency at Illinois in his time and played quarterback in high school to maybe throw a pass because he does have one touchdown pass in his career. Um, you know, he connected with Ricky Smalling last season. Uh, and that's a play I think Illinois ran one time this year uh, unsuccessfully. So, mm-hmm. eh, you know, pull it out of the bag. It, it's uh, December 30th. Let's, let's Well, and also, Scott, I mean, Isaiah Williams still has a game to play. Yeah, that'd be curious to see so how he is used. Could he be utilized in some secret way? You know, that'd be the other thing, I guess. Beyond being a, you know, listed as a quarterback on the roster, he's a very good athlete. So there yeah. could be some trickery there mm-hmm. from Rod Smith to mm-hmm. you know, get Isaiah Williams on the field one, and then you know maybe see what he can do. Yeah. Back in his day, Brandon Lloyd threw a couple of touchdown passes in bowl games as well. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it's been done before. We'll we'll see what happens. This is a, a nice setup, I think, for these two teams. Cal, obviously, with their location, and the two schools are similar al- academically. Illinois alumni base is big out in San Francisco. About as good as a scenario you can get for a six and six season for Illinois. Well, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, and you we haven't been to a bowl game in what five years, and only a couple in the last nine. And you forget how fun they are. We're at an event. I know Scott was there. We're 500 people they expected 200 500 showed up at they this event squeeze another you know, they, one in could, there. they couldn't squeeze another one in that where we did the show last night and then you know you've got people from that played for bob blackman and jim valick or mike white and they're all in the same room or fans or students or alums that graduated in 08 and they're working in the computer industry or the tech industry in silicon valley i mean it's just an interesting vibe that you get uh, with fans on the west coast who never get to see their team play in person and are from Illinois, and there's a lot of them out here that work in all these companies. And then the fans that are longtime fans that make the trip or just want to be a part of the environment, it's an interesting vibe. Yeah, and Brian, I'm curious, because you, know, you were out here for the, the last bowl game, I believe, you know, when mm-hmm. Illinois played in 2011. Is there just more interest or more excitement for this one than maybe than 2011? That was a strange year because Ron Zook had been fired already, mm-hmm. and it was an interim coach. And But just at all of the events you've been to, did you get a better sense of yeah. Yeah, the vibe is better because you had the the 6-0 start, the 0-6 finish, coaching staff fired, the guys that were working the game, Jeff Brom and others were about to be let go, and they knew it. So that had a weird vibe to it. And then just the whole distaste of losing all those games in a row and how they lost them. Uh, It wasn't you didn't sense on the upswing. You sensed something was about to dip. Whereas this one, you have a sense that things are on, the arrows are up, and there's a different feeling to it. Brian, I hope you have a great call. Enjoy it all. Scott, thanks so much for your help, and we'll look for your coverage in the News Gazette, all right? Thank you. See you. See you soon. Uh, Brian will be back with more. We'll do our keys to the game with Michael Martin and Martin O'Donnell in just a moment. Fighting Illini game day carries on Illinois in the Red Box Bowl out in Santa Clara, California. The Cal Golden Bears on tap kickoff at 3 o'clock. Scott Beatty here in our game day studios. Out in Santa Clara, Michael Martin and Martin O'Donnell. And our Keys to the Game segment is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Uh, 
Martin O'Donnell, welcome into the broadcast booth. We'll hear you plenty more. And Michael is back as well. And uh, already said it to Michael. So, Martin, congratulations to you getting to make this trip as a broadcaster. And uh, I know it's rewarding for you, too. So, congrats. Well, no, we haven't really done anything, but it's a whole lot more fun watching winning football. So, you know, <laughs> if we can keep that going, I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, on paper, these two teams, guys, are statistically a, a lot similar. There's been comparisons of quarterbacks, lead linebackers, even sort of the schools themselves and their trajectories. But what have you picked up about style of play for the Cal Golden Bears? Yeah, I, th- I think obviously when you look at Cal, there, there are a lot of similarities. Certainly they're a team that, uh, you know, with their quarterback, Chase Garbers, he's a real difference maker for them. They're a different offense when he plays. Same exact thing with Illinois and Brandon Peters. So uh, I think there's a lot of similarities there. But really, you know, two defensive-minded head coaches, and these teams are really led by their defenses. And, Michael, there is talk that there's an advantage for the Illini in the special teams category. Significantly. Uh, Cal, in their, uh, in their kickoff coverage and their punt coverage, they're in the hundreds in terms of uh, national rank, whereas Illinois, uh, under the, the legs of James McCourt and Blake Hayes, uh, they're in the top 25 in those ca- categories. So if it comes down to a field position battle, special teams is going to play a major role. Wind looking like any of a factor today? Uh, it's about seven miles per hour coming out of the west, uh, west northwest. Uh, should not be too significant, but we'll see how it could affect the game as uh, we progress. All right, our keys to the game, guys. In a bowl game, sometimes anything goes. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think it's absolutely huge for Illinois, particularly on offense, to really make a big play early, kind of get the juice going, uh, get them, you know, re-engaged and actually playing football. Neither team has played a game here uh, in about a month, so I think Illinois really needs to start fast. On uh, for me, it's special teams. Um, there's there's a lot of evenness in terms of the offense and defense, but the real disparity on the field right now is the special teams. Uh, whether that comes down to a James McCourt field goal or uh, Blake Hayes pinning the deep, the opposing offense deep to give the defense an advantage, uh, it really could be uh, the difference here. Guys, enjoy the ball game. We'll look forward to hearing you, Martin, in the booth. Michael, you on the sidelines. And uh, safe travels as well. I know it's been a great season and appreciate all your help on this pregame show and others. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. That's Michael Martin and Martin O'Donnell out in Santa Clara, California. Let's hear a little bit from a player. Defensive back Nate Hobbs is taking in a remarkable season. I remember talking with you at Media Day, and if I could have told you this was going to be the story of your season, has it been an unbelievable season in that sense? I think, yeah, definitely unpredictable, and there's been um, a lot of moments that I'll remember forever. I'll say that. If you would have told me months ago that we would have been going to a bowl, I would have believed you. But, like, if you would have told me months ago that our season would have turned out like this, I wouldn't have believed you. Like I said, it's just been a lot of moments and uh, games that I'll never forget. So I wouldn't have believed that we'll be down by almost like four, four touchdowns at Michigan State and came back and won that game. I wouldn't believe that if you told me we would have won the Wisconsin game on a field goal last second. I, I believe we would have won, but like on a field goal, last second field goal, the, the way it happened, I probably wouldn't have believed that. Just things like that, just like like surreal moments that like most people won't, will never get to experience in their life. There's a lot of talk up there from Josh and Lovey about faith and, uh, and believing when there was a mm-hmm. season, and even a two and four staying the course. Did you feel that? Was there a feel within you guys of, yep, we got to stay the course, we're fine here, we're going to be okay? When we were two and four? Yeah. I think we did. 
um, because we we had we had been there before. So it was either about you know soaking in it, being feeling sorry for ourselves, or digging ourselves out that hole. That's Nate Hobbs, defensive back for the Illini. When we come back, we'll look back at this day in Illini history, a significant bowl game victory, and then we'll look ahead again to uh, today's Red Box Bowl. Welcome back. It's Fighting Illini Game Day, the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, Illinois, and the Cal Golden Bears in the Red Box Bowl today. Time now for this day in Illini football history. It's brought to you by Clark Lindsey, Kramer Siding and Window, and Hickory Point Bank. And we can easily look back to 20 years ago today for another Illini postseason appearance, the MicronPC.com Bowl in Miami, Florida. Similar to today, it was Illinois' first bowl appearance in five years, pitting the 7-4 Illini against the 7-4 Virginia Cavaliers. Illinois entered the game on a high from a turnaround season that featured historic upset road wins at Michigan and Ohio State, and they won five of their last six games. The high-scoring offense for the Illini included Kurt Kittner at quarterback, Rocky Harvey in the backfield, and future athletic director Josh Whitman at tight end. Virginia had future pro running back Thomas Jones and was favored by some. Early in the game, a Virginia defensive penalty on an Illinois punt kept the drive going with the game tied at 7-7. Kevin Harlan was on the TV call for TBS. First and 10. Lightning quick. Rocky Harvey's going to go the distance. A 47-yard touchdown run. We talked about great blocking pullbacks. Look at the block there. Elmer Hickman open the hole wide up, 23 right down the field. Nobody can catch him. He's the speed guy, the spark plug for this Illini offense. Illinois' next score was the most memorable play of the game. First and 10. Ends around, and a former high school quarterback, Hoy, going, and it's caught by the quarterback, Kittner, touchdown! Oh, what a play! A flag has been thrown in the end zone. They're having too much fun in there. And there's the quarterback's mom, Lee. That's something we've seen from Ron Turner all year. He's not afraid to go for it on fourth and one. He does fake field goals, fake punts. Again, another trick play. Showed you the athletic ability of Kurt Kittner. That made it 21-7, and the Illini went on to a 63-21 route of the Cavaliers. Radio play-by-play man Jim Turpin reflects on that day. But it was total domination. Virginia was in a state of shock when the game was over. They expected a close game, and they expected to win, I think. But I remember the look on the faces of their players and the coaches after the game almost as much as I remember the Illini celebration on the field. They danced and cheered and sang and carried flags. It was some celebration. I'd have to go back to the record books and look up all the things that happened in that game, but there was one play never to be forgotten. Of course, I'm talking about the pass from Kurt Kittner to Brandon Lloyd. Then Lloyd threw it back to Kittner, who rumbled into the end zone, then threw his best pass of the game, a long heave into the stands. Well, they got a flag, of course, but the touchdown counted. It was great fun, a moment never to be forgotten. We were all high-fiving in the radio booth, a little unprofessional, but hey, 63-21. to 21. How many times does that happen? Illinois' victory 20 years ago capped an 8-4 and four season. 
And Kurt Kettner set a new single-season touchdown passing record for an Illini with 24. He would later break his own mark in 2001. We have more from Santa Clara in just a moment. News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana.